Happy December! This is The Bittersweet Life. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. I'm Katie Sewell. I've been in the radio business for nearly 20 years, mostly working for public radio in the United States. In 2013, I quit my stable job and I moved to Rome for just a year. That's where this podcast begins. And if you're new, don't be afraid to start at the beginning. I'd hate for you to miss out on the adventure. That adventure might inspire you to do something crazy, like quit your stable job and move to Rome for just one year. And my co-host is Tiffany Parks. She's a writer and author of Midnight in the Piazza. And she's also an expat who moved to Rome over a decade ago with the determination to stay whatever it took. She's also my childhood friend. I met her on the school bus in the sixth grade. I hope you like the show, and if you do, tell a friend and take the time to write us a review. And if you've listened to the show for years, consider a donation. Your financial support is huge to us. In fact, I can't think of a donation to anywhere that would be more appreciated than what it will be to us. We'll send you a handwritten thank you note. And in addition to helping us pay hosting fees and other bills, your support will help us grow the show, which is absolutely the key to this program continuing in the years to come. So if you love it, if we make your life a little better, please pay whatever you can to support the art that you enjoy. Visit thebittersweetlife.net on your desktop and click the donate button. Or tweet us at bittersweetpod and we'll send you a link. Thank you so much. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. And I'm Tiffany Parks. And this is the last episode of 2018. Yay! (laughs) Which means it's the annual New Year's resolution show. So how do you feel about that? I'm slightly nervous because I know you're about to play for me our resolutions from last year. And I'm, I generally don't listen to or look at my resolutions from the year before because I always fail abysmally. (laughs) So I'm a little worried about that. So I'm hoping that that will not throw water on my resolutions for 2019 because, of course, as usual, I have pretty ambitious ones. But other than that, I'm feeling good. I like new beginnings. So I'm generally hopeful. What about you? Well, we are trying something different this year because normally we do this resolution show and then we never, we have personal accountability, of course. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't. A larger accountability (laughs) and see what you said last year and see what I said last year. I was actually surprised by what I said last year. When we get to it, you'll see is not the New Year's resolution I actually ended up coming up with by the end of the year. Oh, (laughs) interesting. Katie's going to have the advantage in this episode because she has listened to all of these clips shortly before taping. But we decided to have me listen to them live while we're taping so that my embarrassment and (laughs) disappointment in myself could be more unrehearsed. Maybe you won't be disappointed in yourself, though. Did you ever think of that? I hope not. I hope not. It's possible. Everything is possible. Now, a lot of you are new this year. So quick recap, if you've never been here for one of our New Year's resolution shows, Tiffany always makes several resolutions and they're all very large. Most of the thing is that they're ongoing resolutions. It's like, do this every week. Right. And do this every day. You can't check that off. You have to keep doing it. The most typical resolution, going to the gym, getting in shape, right? Everybody tries to do that every year. And then by March, you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's gonna get in shape <laughs> i forgot yeah so you have ongoing resolutions whereas i years ago decided to toss in the towel on ongoing resolutions and pick things that i could get done in a day that's just so brilliant and i usually only pick one thing and we'll tell you at the end what our resolutions are but first why don't we revisit last year around this time 2017 and what you were resolving to do shall we here's your first clip okay I'm looking at number one on this list and I'm like, Tiffany, you, you know, you're not going to do this. <laughs> like, don't even say it out loud because you know, it's not going to happen. Now I, oh, I cut that as one clip because I wanted you to quickly tell us, do you even know what it was that you were about to say? I'm going to guess it was to blog more often. <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered, but just, I always tell myself, I'm going to blog more often. I'm going to blog more often and I never do it. And if there's one thing before we even started taping today, what's the one resolution that I know I didn't do? It's the blogging one. <laughs> so <laughs> let's find out if you're let's right. Let's see if that's what it was. I want to blog twice a week. Whoa. <laughs> I knew it. That's what it was. You want to blog twice a week. Oh my God. I didn't even manage once a month. I think I, I don't even want to look back, but I probably got like five blog posts in all year. Yeah. Five or six. I don't want to look. I don't want to check. Now I want to put a bright side on this for you because, because to be fair, you are a social media coordinator mm -hmm. and you, you do not do minimalism posts. You are blogging on social media. So I would actually argue that you did do this you just didn't do it in the way that you were thinking you were going to because you do write really long posts so they're full of information and kind of twists and turns and emotional highs and lows oh well thank so you i would argue that it is sort of like blogging but yeah that's true maybe you don't feel that way well i think i, I tend to go long with most things so my <laughs> my social media posts are like the length of blogs posts and my blog posts are like the length of novellas so. yeah epic essays 12 page papers yeah yes yes so i think maybe that's something just that's a lesson just keep it short whatever it is that you're doing keep it short yes and then you can do a lot more than you thought you could lesson learned that was number one so you're gonna say what that you did or did not do that would you say you failed on that i would tend to say that i failed but with your interpretation i'm gonna give myself a b for that b minus okay b minus all right here is your resolution number two from last year. My second one, which I think, I think I'm going to be able to do because I'm really, really committed, is I want to keep to a social media plan. So? Yeah, um, that I did. I'm going to give myself a B plus for that because I definitely created a monthly social media plans for The Bittersweet Life with a few exceptions. There were a couple of months where I just couldn't get it together, but I still posted almost every day. And generally I was keeping to our plan of the kind of content we want to put out there. Not quite so much with my personal account. I was a little bit more lax with that, but I still kept it up most days. So I'm going to give myself a B plus for that one. And I would say A plus over the holidays for how many Instagram stories you did. Oh, well done. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Not for us, but for your own personal. Well, you know, like the Christmas trees and the presents and the stockings. I was so proud of the stockings that I knit that I had to get those on Instagram. Yes. Okay, here's your resolution number three. Okay, number three, and this is also one I'm really, really committed to, and that's writing every single day as far as writing, writing creative writing, not just writing a blog post or, or an article, but actually writing towards my next book every single day. Oh my gosh. Now, see, that one I would argue, I have arguments for you in your defense for almost all of these. 
I would argue that one to say every single day might have been too ambitious in the sense that you have to write for your job and you wanted to write blog posts and social media and writing creatively every day. So something was going to have to give. That's an awful lot of writing. I know. Plus, you had to uh, raise a child at the same time. But maybe that my excuse is bad for you because what you really want to be doing is writing creatively and not um, writing all this other stuff. So what do you think? What's your... Yeah. I'll be honest, I'll give you a little bit of a, a spoiler for later. I, I That's on my list again for 2019. See, I am an all or nothing type of person. <laughs> so if I write every day, every single day, I wake up and I just can't wait to go write. Or I get home from work and I can't wait until I have time to write when I'm writing every day. If I stop writing every day, I lose momentum and I, ugh, I'd rather watch Netflix or I'd just rather go to bed early. So I... The reason I say write every day is because I know myself and I know that if I don't do it every day, it's not going to get done. I was really, really good at the writing every day in certain moments of the year. And then other moments I was not. I did really great in September and October. I did really badly in November and December. I did great in July. I did okay in August. It just, it was a very spotty year as far as my daily writing, but I did absolutely find that when I was writing every day, I was writing. If I stopped, I wasn't writing. I can't do like every three days. Yes. It's got to be every day or or never. So I don't know what grade to give myself on that. A C. I'll give <laughs> um, you a, an A minus for the realization that you need to do it every day or you're not doing it. Maybe that's a uh, worthwhile revelation. Yeah, I've got two really good lessons today. Yeah. Keep it short and write every day, no matter what. So yeah, yeah. I'm learning a lot this year. This is good. You should always go over your, your resolutions from the year before <laughs> because you will learn something about yourself. What we should have done is gone over this before you came up with your resolutions for next year. But Well, I can still, you know, I can still change them at the spur of the moment. <laughs> That's true. All right. This is going to be your resolution number four. You only have five, but this is number four. Okay. Another one that's kind of silly and should be easy, but is also not easy, is I don't want to use my phone in the presence of my son. Oh, God. Major fail. <laughs> Total epic, epic fail. <laughs> Jeez. That's just like a big F right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know that I have to do this too. This is important. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to go into it. I'll just say that I failed on that one. <laughs> I'm a little bit better of not having the phone out when we're at the breakfast table. But I'm, I have, as I've, we've talked about in previous episodes, I have gotten better about my obsessive Twitter consumption. I do have Twitter on my phone again, but I don't check it obsessively like I, I used to. So that'll give myself a beyond, but I still do use it in front of my son. So that's a good reminder. All right. And <sighs> your final resolution from last year is? And my last one, I need to do meal planning. <laughs> meal planning. <laughs> no, no, that is. <laughs> Jeez, that's another fail. That's another fail. Yep. Another total fail. That's when the listeners helped us with for a little while. They did. They gave us some great recipes. I tried out the recipes. I just... I just failed in that sort of planning aspect of it. <laughs> Best laid plans. <laughs> we're going to say that overall, though, you were blogging and you were on social media. So if those were your top two, and you were writing every day at certain months of the year. So if those were your top three, I would say that you actually had a pretty good year. All right. I appreciate your, um, your positive outlook. It wasn't perfect. No. But it was done. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right. 
Mine, I was very surprised to hear it, but it's also what I would consider a cop-out answer, and I think you'll see why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. If I'm going to resolve to do anything this year, it is going to be to continue to put one foot in front of the other and try to continue my quest to discover what it is creatively that I would like to be involved in in the next chapter of my life. Well, that's exciting. And I will continue to plod forward to discover what that is. That is my plan. Probably will not accomplish that in the first 15 minutes of the year. No, I know. That's why it's not a good resolution because no, it's it is a good res- too committed. No, it's, it's a little vague, but it's, it, but it's important. All right. So that was me. Wow. I didn't remember you making that resolution. And by the way, you're making tea there and I have a terrible cold. <laughs> and how did you do on that? Well, I mean, I feel like that's a total cop-out answer. That was like I hadn't prepared for the show. Mm. I think I did continue doing that, but what is my judging matrix for that? (laughs) Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Of course I did that, yeah. I kept working on this show. I kept working on writing stuff. I kept trying to explore new ideas. So I did do all that stuff. But as you know, and as people who regularly listen to the show know, I did end up changing my resolution before we actually hit 2018. Okay. Which was I had to try oysters and drink champagne. And we know you did that. And I did that. And I should have recorded it because it was downright (laughs) hilarious. By the third oyster, I almost... (laughs) I know those of you who love oysters are rolling your eyes. But by the third one, I literally almost spit it out. I had to force myself to get it down. Now, I, I tried four oysters. Two of them were from the Atlantic and two of them were from the Pacific. Uh-huh. The first two already kind of squicked me out. But the third one, it was a big one. It was like a huge pile of snot. You know like <laughs> what it's like? When, <laughs> you know what it's like when you're in the ocean and you get hit in the face with a wave and flipped upside down and maybe like grind your chin into the sand yes absolutely water goes straight up your nose yeah it was like that oh geez and so i almost spit it out on the plate but i was trying to be sophisticated so i didn't (laughs) good and then i had to eat a fourth one oh my gosh this is horrible so needless to say i did succeed in my quest but it may have ruined oysters for me for the rest of my life so I don't know. I kind of have a great mind because I accomplished them in a day based on some sort of arbitrary discovery. Does it become a part of my life or does it not? For instance, with the pomegranate, when I ate a pomegranate one year, now I eat pomegranates all the time. When I ate a persimmon, I ate a particularly bad persimmon maybe. I don't know because it's the only persimmon I've ever eaten because I hated it so much. So who knows? 50-50? So oysters were a negative, an F, but I did accomplish my goal. But you did it, so you got an A. Yeah, an A for me and F for the oysters. <laughs> <laughs> and I did continue putting one foot in front of the other, and I did keep trying to discover what my next epic creative project's going to be. So you did pretty well. Pat on the back. Yeah, you did great. So now we move on into the what's next portion of our show. Mm-hmm. I have mine, and in solidarity, I have added... You always have multiples, and I always have one. Uh-huh. So I've added one extra this year okay to be a little bit more like tiffany do two resolutions and maybe to be more like katie you'll take it down to one or two resolutions i am going to take it down a little bit this year okay but in addition i'm also doing a katie resolution i'm doing a resolution that i can get done in one day and it's definitely something that i'm going to enjoy doing Mm. and 
it's going to be pretty easy for me to do. Great. <laughs> and it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I don't know why I haven't done it. And that is, <laughs> I want to go to Trajan's markets. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's kind of a stupid resolution. But I'm like, hey, I have to have a Katie resolution on there. Not that yours are stupid, but that one kind of is. Oh, mine are a little bit stupid. So for people who don't know Rome very well, can you tell us what Trajan's Market is? It's not a shopping center. What is it? Well, Emperor Trajan, he was a he was an emperor in the second century. And he had in the area of Rome called the Imperial Fora, where in the years after Rome became an empire, one by one, the emperors would build their own little forum, sort of a similar style of the Roman forum, but just for them. Augustus had a forum and Caesar had a forum and etc etc and so Trajan has a forum and in this forum was also a marketplace and it's its own separate museum and I can go there for free actually because I have the MIC card which is the card that lets me into all of the Roman city-run museums for free all year it's really cool because I mean I've studied it a little bit and there's a part of Rome if you go up via Quattro Novembre which is near Piazza Venezia. If you walk up that street, there's a little spot where you can kind of like peek over a wall and you can look down into part of it. And it's this street called Via Biberatica, and which literally means like street of the beverages, like where you can buy beverages. And it's an ancient Roman street. It's one of the best preserved ancient Roman streets in the entire city. And it's part of the Trajan's Market, so you can't actually go in there unless you've got your ticket and stuff. It just fascinates me. And I just, why have I never been there? I don't know. So I'm going to go, hopefully in January. So it'll be really easy to check off my list. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, you have the added advantage of having cool places that you can go to Yeah, living in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Not that Seattle or San Francisco or anywhere in the United States doesn't have cool places to go, but... Not a lot of places on the West Coast where you can step back into ancient times. <laughs> yeah. Rome just has a lot. Yeah. So it's my first one. And then my second one is I want to be able to fit into and I want to actually put on my wedding dress. Yeah. And I want it to have it to fit. You guys who are listening don't know this, but Katie does because I have shared this with her a little bit. But I am dieting right now Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and have been for about two months. Without going into too much history, let's just say that when I got married, let's just say in the six months after I got married, I gained eight kilos, which is, I don't know, what is that? It's, it's, it's a lot of pounds. 20 pounds? Eight kilos is, it's, it's not 20 pounds, it's probably about 18 pounds. And then I gained another probably four or five when I was, you know, post-pregnancy and all that. So I calculated that I had about minimum 20, but better 25 pounds to lose. And I've lost 11 pounds. So I'm really proud of myself, Mm -hmm. but I still have another 10 pounds to go at least to get into that dress. So I feel like you'll be way too tiny if you're that 10 pounds lighter. I'll just be the size I was when I got married, which was, I think is right for my body. I'm like you, I'm fine boned. I'm petite, I'm short, you know, so 
it's not ridiculous for me to want to be that weight. And it's not like I got married when I was 18 and I'm trying to get back to my age 18 weight. I got married at 33, almost 34. So I think that it's not too much to ask to get back to that weight. True. But well, I don't know about you, but I know about me when I, when I got married, I was extremely thin because of all the stress. Yeah. I was thinner that day than I am on a normal basis. I don't think I was. I think I was how I like to be, let's just say. And my goal is to get into it by my wedding anniversary, <laughs> which is the 29th of May. I think on the rate that I'm going, I think that in another couple of months, I'll be able to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. Uh, one kilogram equals 2.2 pounds. Well, I could have told you that, <laughs> but I just couldn't do eight times 2.2 in my head. 16 plus 1.6, I guess would be, so 17.6. But I gained, I gained a total of more than that because that was just in the first six months. And then I, mm-hmm. I gained a few more after that uh, around baby time. I'm actually quite hopeful about that because I'm already halfway there. Take a picture of yourself in the dress when you get in it. Oh, I will. Trust me. It'll be all over my Instagram stories. You still have the shoes? I still have the shoes. The shoes do not fit, but not because... They didn't fit then. They never yeah. fit. <laughs> they were always too small. Tiffany had bright pink shoes on her wedding day. Yeah. Okay, um, go ahead. Uh, write every day. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, write every day. Write every day. Well, let's let's say write five days a week, okay? Okay. Let's make it a little bit more doable. If I need to take the weekends off, I can. So write five days a week. That's good. Yeah. And, more, and more importantly, come up with a plan, a strategy of how to, to get that writing in. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost as important as the actual doing of it, finding the space and the time to do it. Yes, that's probably true. Finding when it works best for you, what time of day, etc. Exactly. Exactly. Katie's stepping in really quick to thank you for listening and for telling a friend about the show. Remember, it is your support, both financially and by spreading the word, that directly affects whether or not this program will continue in 2019. If you love the show, support it. Find a donate link at thebittersweetlife.net or in our show notes. And tell friends to subscribe. We need your support to keep this show going and growing. Now back to the program. I do have a secret one, but I can't tell it. What? (laughs) I can't tell it. You can't do that to us. I know. I I have to, though, because it's... I just can't put it out there. I'm not ready to put it out there yet. Can you give us a hint and then we could all guess online or something? It has to do with my professional life. I will let you know by this time next year if I succeed. Let's hope. Yes. Anybody who wants to guess on what that is, (laughs) find us on social media, the Bittersweet Life podcast. Take a guess on what Tiffany's secret career New Year's resolution is. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, I mean, this is not technically a resolution. I mean, I didn't write it down, but... I need to finish the book that I'm writing. I must finish that book. You feel it. I must. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just been a number of years. It's been like two and a half years at least. Mm-hmm. I still haven't finished drafting it. Yes. So I need, need to finish that for the sake of my career. If I don't finish that soon, my agent is going to forget who I am. <laughs> and I'm going to be in big trouble. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. So yeah, so those are my resolutions. That's good. That's good. That feels a little bit more reined in than last year. I like that. Yeah, it's a little bit more focused as well, I think. All right, well, my two. I added one, but I did not add one that would take longer than a day. These are a little bit more edgy. Some would say eating an oyster, 
tame, mundane, even eye-rolly in how late in my life it was when I finally tried one. Well, it depends who you are. Number one reaction people get is, give me when I tell them that was my resolution. They think, oh, oysters, aren't they amazing? And I'm like, no, they're terrible. <laughs> I've had that conversation a million times. Okay, so this year, I can already tell you what people are going to say about this one because people have already said it a couple times. This year, my first resolution is that I have to drink a drink that was previously on fire. Oh, that's fun. Something I've never done. Now, all of you who are thinking right now about how dangerous it is to drink a drink that's on fire, because people keep telling me about burning accidents that people have, I'm not going to drink the drink while it's on fire. Previously, yeah. Uh, Previously on fire. I caught the prude previously. I can't even tell you how many people have said, oh, don't drink a drink that's on fire. You'll get it all (laughs) over yourself. I'm not going to drink a drink that's on fire. (laughs) Okay, and my second one, and this one's a little bit more complicated, because how am I going to do this, but still accomplished in a day, is I would like to learn how to play craps oh i don't even really care to become a player of craps i just want to understand what the heck is going on (laughs) when i look at it that's it but i have to be i have to understand it enough to be able to confidently make a bet that is my goal now i still might lose but i want to bet and know what i'm betting on and i don't want to bet on one of the easy things like in roulette even or odd you know i want something that's a little bit more complex than that yeah. So that's my second resolution. Okay. And I'm not a betting woman, but I am this year on craps at least once. Where did this come from? What made you even think of learning what craps is all about? <laughs> like, I wouldn't even like how you came up with that. Well, part of it was just, uh, I was actually recounting a story about one time when I went to Vegas. I, I was saying that basically I spent this whole weekend in Vegas watching people play roulette. Mm-hmm. And then by the last day I was there I felt like I understood it enough to make a riskier bet and I played roulette and got up to 50 bucks (laughs) got up to 50 dollars quit but I literally watched all weekend to play two hands of roulette or something like that and then the same weekend I had another friend with me who was doing the same thing but with craps just in recounting that story I was thinking, we never really did figure out how craps was played that weekend you can watch roulette and sort of pick it up with craps, there are unanswerable questions always. Okay. Well, full points for originality. Yeah, thanks. I was trying to think of what, what would be different, you know, and I couldn't think of a good food. Mm-hmm. So I went with <laughs> I went with drink and gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it's going to be a good year. But <laughs> maybe this is just the climate of our country right now. I think so. <laughs> this year I decided to go for drinking and gambling. <laughs> Forget create my creative path and, and putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> my mother is already picking up the phone to call. Uh, okay, so I thought to end, I might play you the final bit that we had from the final last year's episode in us reflecting on what we were thinking 2018 would be like. This is how we actually felt about going into 2018 last year. Here's to all the things we can't see coming, Tiffany. I'm sure that you have only good things coming. I hope so. And I hope that's the same for you. Well, I have a feeling that 2018 is going to be a good year. I hope so. It just has a nice ring to it. So round. (laughs) So many circles in it. (laughs) You know, with the eight having two circles and the zero having one. (laughs) Yeah, it's so nice. (laughs) So we thought it was going to be a nice year. What do you think? (sighs) Well, Katie, 
I have been reflecting a little bit on the year and it was kind of a strange year for me because there were some really, really great things that happened in 2018. Yeah, like your book came out. Yeah, and there were some bad things. Professionally, for for someone who for 10 years was an aspiring writer, the year that your first book is published is a huge, huge deal. I went to the States, as you guys all know, and I did some book events, and we also had our live, a couple of live shows, but we had our big Seattle live show, which was a huge success, and... I got to see my book in print and see it on a desk in Barnes and Nobles next to Obama's book. I mean, it was pretty amazing. But I also, and I we didn't talk about this on the show. Um, we talked about me losing my father last year. But this year I lost a nephew in March and I lost a sister just last month in late November. And because of that and that coming on the heels of losing my dad... In late 2017, it just totally, of course, changed the way that I will be able to look back on this year and made it a very difficult year emotionally. And um, so I can't really look back and say, wow, 2018 was a great year, despite the fact that I got my first book published. It was a tragic year as well. So I'm kind of wary to make an, a pronouncement about 2019. I'm actually terrified. I'm like, please, let that be the end. Let these tragedies come in threes and no more, please. Because I don't think I can handle any more personal loss Yeah. right now. Well, and particularly because both your nephew and your sister were both unexpected, sudden. Yes, they're both very sudden. Not the the gentle wind down, but the yeah. the really bad phone call. Yeah, and I'm starting to, when I see my one of my sisters on my phone calling me, I don't think I want to pick up that call mm-hmm. yeah. because, oh my gosh, what am I going to hear this time? So yeah, so it hasn't been the perfect year. Professionally, it was in some ways very good. Right. Personally, a little bit sad and, um, you know, but you keep going. You yeah. keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yes. Keep going after those creative pursuits, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Keep following those dreams. Yeah. So I I hope, I'm not going to make a pronouncement. I just hope that 2019 will not have that kind of tragedy in it for me or for you. And that it will continue to have exciting professional triumphs. Yes. It's a hope. And would you like to comment on the shape of 2019 as a number? Before we go. I like nines. I like nines because I like the way I write the nine, which is the way the nine appears when it is typed, mm-hmm. which is with a little curly tail at the bottom. So I like nines. So sure. Okay. Not as round. It's not as round a year as 2018. But no. We're down to two circles rather than three. Yeah. But maybe that'll serve us well. Yes. And I love, I love like the idea of the last year before the beginning of a, a new decade. Yeah. Well, here's to all the good things we don't see coming. I do feel like these years, the second half of this decade, are going down in history as the year that America went crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part of the rest of the world, too. We are not alone in our nut jobness right now. But yeah. hopefully we'll get it back together. Hey, it's honestly, as you know, I'm, I'm removed from it all living over here, and despite the fact that I follow it very closely. But yeah. it's kind of like the best political thriller that you could ever read, you know, in real time. (laughs) Back in the day in the newspapers or in the magazines, there would be like these serial books. Like every week there would be a new chapter. 
And I feel like that is what's going on every day or every week I tune in and, oh, can you believe this happened? No, that's not possible. And what's going to happen next week? And which characters are going to get killed off <laughs> or, you know, are going to resign in our case? Right. So um, yeah. it's, it's if you think about it that way and you just try to like not think about what it means for the country at For, like, the national parks or for people's families. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to think about that. I mean, I do think about that, too, but sometimes you have to just yeah, stop. No, Otherwise, it's just too depressing. Yeah, it is It is incredible. I'm looking forward to that era being over as well. I, I just hope that we come out of it a much more loving nation. I, I hope so. I feel like so. right now it's just so judgy and ill-informed. Mm-hmm. It's awful and the racism is astounding so i hope we come out of we get around that eventually i hope so too well now we're getting too dark for the end of the year any like one last happy thought for 2018 2018 the year that's we're ending yeah the one we're finishing i learned that rats can laugh this year sweet look up rats laughing new york times (laughs) Everyone, do it now. It is adorable. Okay. Then don't forget the squirrel hiding a nut in a dog's hair. Exactly. That is we got to remember these things. <laughs> these are the important things. These are the things that matter. <laughs> That's on our Twitter feed. You can find the squirrel bearing a nut in a dog. The point being, there's still amazing things happening in the world. So don't let the chickens get you down. Absolutely. All right. Well, we should leave it there. And until 2019, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for listening and for telling a friend about the show. And thank you for your support financially. We can't wait to write you a handwritten thank you note to show you how much it means to us. You are spreading the word and supporting the show financially directly affects whether or not this program continues. So if you love it, support it. Find a donate link at thebittersweetlife.net or in our show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.